what is going on? It is your man here, and I am joined by my man, my mellow. Get on the mic, because you know you eat jello. <laughs> What's going on, Roddy? What's going on, Ando? Not much. How was that? How was that intro? Was it was it a little bit softer? It was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was very, very uh, pleasant, uh, very easy on my old ears. I appreciate it. No Thank problem. Because you. you tried to tell me the last time, Dre was out of pocket and just you couldn't contain I, it's it. Not, that's not what I said. I said you turned it up too loud. Actually, I didn't. I had cut it halfway down. Turned it up too loud. If I cut the volume in half, I didn't turn it up. At you all. still had it turned up too loud. That's what I'm saying to you, Rando. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. What's going on, Big Reg? Thank you for joining What's us up, today. This is Intentional Grounding. And you never know when you're going to see us. But soon, I <laughs> promise. Is that, the, is that the appeal of the show? That's the appeal of the show. You never know. Like, you could be just sitting at home thinking to myself, man, I sure am bored. And then you go on YouTube, and next thing you know, <laughs> I could use a stream right now. Oh, they're not here. <laughs> I mean, why do you have to go cup half empty? And then, and then other times they'd be like, "Man, I'm having so much fun. I'm out doing things." Oh my God, Hendo's live. Okay. Oh, we have an even bigger surprise today. Uh -oh. Oh, wow. Got to be an even bigger surprise. Now, that's cool. That's real. That's real respectful <laughs> to your first guest. <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Not much. How you feeling today, man? I didn't even know you were streaming. B just sent me a link. It's like hop on. I was like, oh, okay. nobody was, knew. Nobody uh, knew. He doesn't schedule wow. these shows. Wow. I did. I did he have sent to... me the link, and I was like, "What is this for tomorrow?" I don't understand. Like, you know, I have a show to do in a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm. I mean, that's why I haven't I haven't changed yet. I gotta. I'm still getting the show ready. I sent you a link, by the way. So you know, just just. I mean, yeah, just, my, just in case. My, my question to you is: Are you gonna be cranky? Uh, it's fifty fifty. Actions we've got going on here. This is this is around my nap time, but right. You know, I think I think I'll be all right. I'll get a little sugar in me. I'll be fine. That's what's up. That's what's yeah. up. I don't like right, what, what are we talking about today, fellas? What's going? What's going on here? All right, so you know, it's news is is kind of slim and scarce, and people are trying to find ways to bring content. Me, I've just been sitting there perusing the internet, going on sites, listening to different things, and certain things caught my ear. Hmm. I could be wrong. I just, you know, I want to talk about it because you know, sometimes I do trip. Sometimes I take things way to the left, right. and I just want to make sure that. I'm not wrong. So the first thing we're going to get into is John Harbaugh the other day was on the Rich Eisen show mm -hmm. and he did an interview with him and he said some things to me. And I listen, I, I listen to things that John Harbaugh says and things that he does not say. And like I said, sometimes I take things a little bit too far, but I want you to listen to this clip and then I'll explain where I'm going with this. So you tell me what you guys think. What is this offense going to look like? coach yeah well hope he looks good you know hope he uh, looks like an offensive scoring some points i right? guess i That's should have said differently line. i guess i should have said differently how will this <laughs> offense look differently than the first few years of of uh, lamar's tenure there just being with lamar for five years and being with you know kind of you know just the, the offense that that i always kind of felt like the direction we would need to go when we had the players to do it he was he that's just the way he, he thinks and um, so I'm excited for that part, but I'm also excited for the players that we brought in because that makes those things possible. I mean, you know, coordinators, I mean, Greg Rome is capable of going different directions too. 
But the fact that we're going to have some guys around him, added some receivers, uh, building on the tight ends, building on the running backs, building on a really good offensive line, uh, that's going to give us an opportunity to do some things maybe that wouldn't have made as much sense in the past personnel-wise, too. Okay. Rich Eisen looked confused as hell. That's what I was. Now, first and foremost, to me, what I heard was, in the past, we failed because we didn't have the personnel offensively to effectively have a passing scheme. Right. And in my mind, I'm like, aren't you partially responsible for the players that we bring in? Yep. Aren't you responsible for helping shape this offense and giving your suggestions to your general manager as to, yes, we need this player, we need that player. And then he slid Greg Roman in there. Like, we should have moved on from this. Why are you talking about Greg Roman is capable of formulating and cultivating an offense, but you had to fire him? So apparently he was not. So am I tripping on that? Uh, they did not fire Gregory. Yeah. Contract was up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, you know, they don't like firing their friends. Uh, yeah. No, what, what what's going on is they all recognize. They've said it this offseason. Um, EDC already admitted that they didn't do a good job building around Lamar Jackson. They already knew that they didn't have the necessary talent around him to fully succeed, right? Mm-hmm. Now, whether it's because there's a difference in philosophy from EDC side to Harbaugh side, I think – Early on, that that's what it was, especially Lamar's second year, uh, his MVP season. Um, that offseason, I remember John Harbaugh saying they didn't need any any help, any, any really uh, help at wide receiver, or they weren't looking to draft wide receiver at least. And EDC was saying the opposite, like, no, that's what we need, right? Uh, and I, at that point, I felt like they weren't on the same page, but I was thinking they're going to move on from Harbaugh. Then that MVP season happened, mm. and I think that put a halt on everything. And then from there, you have a guy that in EDC that's trying to get younger, trying to bring in young talent, and you have a guy that's not interested in developing young talent, right? So mm-hmm. I think there was a lot of finger pointing going on this offseason um, in terms of what what's on the team, what they can do, and whatnot. And I think no matter who they blame, they understand that they don't have the talent there, right? Right. So so they went out and got it this offseason. And from Harbaugh's standpoint, I think he feels had he had the talent, um, Giro wouldn't have been as scapegoated as he was, which is false. He just wasn't good at calling passing plays. That's just what it is, right? Uh, but he feels optimistic. I think everybody feels optimistic. They have to. This is what happens when you pay your quarterback. <laughs> You're fully invested in it, mind, body, and, and, and spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he's just like, hey, look. Uh, we got a new offensive coordinator. He obviously is going to open up the, the passing game a little bit more, but we have the talent to do it. Everybody's feeling more optimistic about, about what's going on now that we have talent. Okay. Yeah, and I think also that was a lot of, I don't want to answer your question, Rich. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, John Harbaugh's biggest thing is, I'm not going to show you anything, even though we run the same plays as everybody else. I'm not going to show you all these plays that you already know until, you know, some hypothetical point in the future. Like there's going to be some perfect moment uh, in January, maybe maybe even early February, where you can break out a play that no one's ever seen before, right? Like, you know, they were the, the number one rushing team in NFL history and they played the Chargers mm-hmm. 60 times, right? Like, you know, he, he thinks that they're, you know, generally I think it's coach speak, but I think John Harbaugh really actually believes there's some sort of advantage to holding back 
uh, you know, like, oh, I'm not telling you who my starting quarterback is or, you know, stuff like that. I think he actually yeah. believes there's some sort of advantage there. And he just didn't want to answer Rich's question as he just kind of ramped off for a bit. Indeed, indeed. What's going on, Brandon? What's going on, Raven C? Thank you for joining us. All right, there's a second part to this. And this is the one that kind of really caught my eye. The first one, I just was like, eh, he's, he's dancing around a subject. But this one really had me thinking. He's going to be asked to run it less. Is that what your expectation is, too? Yeah, I mean, I think he's, there's certain types of plays that will probably will be less in the offense. You know, they're still in there. He's probably talking mostly about the counter quarterback key plays, the inside gap scheme runs that mm-hmm. we really relied on the last two years down the stretches when we didn't, you know, quite have, you know, some of the, some of the, you know, stuff we wanted to do on the outside, throwing the ball. Um, I'm sure that that'll be called less. That's probably what he's talking about mainly, but it'll still be in our offense as a threat. <laughs> Basically what you're saying is now that we have some talent at wide receiver, we can do more. And yes, we won't lean on Lamar running as much. But what I'm hearing is, what I'm hearing is um, because I, John Harbaugh, am bad at my job, I relied mm-hmm. on the talents of my quarterback to bail us out a lot of times because, I mean, <clears throat> we're talking about what you had on the outside. Like they, I mean, listen, we understand this wide receiver core was near the bottom. We right. get it, but they know how to run routes. They know how to run the routes that you that you that you the, the plays that you call for them. You mm-hmm. didn't have any plays, right? So instead of trying to to scheme some guys open, throw some more screen passes or whatever. They were just like, well, the easy thing is just for Lamar to just run and get the first down because he can do that. So let's call that. That's lazy coaching, is which is what me and B have been saying the whole time. This is just a lazy coaching staff. Well, easy and more effective, right? Because okay, if you hit James Prochet on a on a slant or a screen, he's going down right where he catches it. Whereas Lamar can can gain more yards or Lamar can make people miss or Lamar can break tackles, whatever, you know, whatever it may be. They just they didn't have playmakers. Right. You know, whether it's Prochet, whether it's Tylen Wallace, whether it was Miles Boykin, whether it was, you know, uh uh what's his name, Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts. Like they don't have guys who you get the ball in their hands and expect anything to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh so if they need a big play, if they need to move the chains. There's one guy that they look at, and that's Lamar Jackson. Now, you bring in Zay Flowers. Obviously, you drafted Rashad Bateman. You sign Odell Beckham. Hopefully, you go after DeAndre Hopkins. That's no longer the case. You know, you have Mark Andrews and Isaiah Likely and Charlie Kohler. Uh, there's a lot of guys that you can get the ball to. Even Devin DuVernay uh, in the past game you, who can make something happen when they have the ball in their hands. So it should not be on Lamar anymore. But my thing is this. My thing is this. Like, they went into the season – with that understanding and they were adamant to not get him talent, right? Mm-hmm. They wanted to put it all on defense. So they understood exactly what the offense was going to look like. So you throw that slant to, to uh Prochet, let him catch the ball and go down and pick up the first down or not pick up the first down. You got to punt it and let your defense do the work. That's what you wanted. Right. Right. It, like, like, that's what, that's what they wanted in theory until they went out there and like, Oh, well, <laughs> That, yeah, that ain't gonna work. Let, let Lamar run for this. <laughs> Thanks, but for me, I'm I'm hearing, yeah, we brought in a new coordinator, but we still the Raven way. We're still gonna run Lamar. We're not taking these plays out the playbook. Roman's gone, but we're still gonna have these here because when things get rough, they're gonna go to what they know. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think John Harbaugh, you're not gonna change your stripes in one off season. 
you stick to what you know. You said, I'm not begging receivers to come here. You were kind of forced to get some. You weren't going to let your friends go. You were kind of made to let them go because, truth be told, if you had kept Greg Roman, you're on a hot seat and you may be gone next season. So I still think they're going to rely on the Raven way, even though we may bring in more passing concepts. Are you sure? Because I heard that unemployed man had a lot of opportunities that he was looking into. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he was going to have a job by the end of that week. So many teams are going to be calling him. He's got, he's got a ton of options. Let's see here. We got Monopoly. We got <laughs> Jenga. We got categories. I mean, <laughs> he's got all the games. <laughs> um, no, look. No, I think it's going to be uh, different because Tom Munkin isn't his guy. I mean, he said it right. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't, I don't know the guy. You know, I, I didn't watch him play, or or, or coach, or whatever. So I think Munkin will go in there and kind of do his own thing a little bit. I think Munkin, who's trying to you know really work his way back into the NFL, uh, needs this to work. Everybody has something at stake here, but Munkin mm-hmm. needs this to work. I think him and Lamar will definitely be on the same page more than him and Harbaugh will be. Right. Right. So Harbaugh might say, This is what I want here. But if Lamar says, No, nah, call something else, he's gonna call something else. Right. He's mm-hmm. gonna establish a relationship with Lamar because that's gonna transcend his 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 time here with, with Harbaugh uh as head coach. I think um I I I do think they're gonna run less, but he's not gonna say no no coach is gonna say that, right? No coach is gonna give you their game plan. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to want teams that think that they're still going to run the ball, you know, it's, it's business as usual. And then when they get out there, they'll, it'll be something different. Well, that's what I'm hoping to praying for because Lamar said it himself, you're not going to run your way to a title, right? You're not going to be able to do it. But I also think with Todd Muggan being the offensive coordinator, there's going to be more control of the line of scrimmage for Lamar. I think they're going to have kill plays. They're going to have audible, actual real audibles that he can use because he said he wants to have more control. I guess he, I think that he wants to have it like he had it at Louisville. Just put everything on me and let me do what I do because the same thing happened in uh, the Tennessee Titans playoff game. Once we went down 28 to 3, Lamar said, Scrap this book. Just like the San Diego game the year before. Once stuff stopped working, Lamar went to his playbook and he mm-hmm. ran 500 yards of offense. It's just that the wide receivers couldn't catch. I couldn't block, so yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Next up, of course, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins has been released by the Cardinals. He is still available, and I think technically today he becomes a free agent, and he signed with an actual agent because I guess that guy that people were speculating was calling teams for Lamar, he was calling teams about him. So he has a true agent. Teams can contact him. And what do you guys think the chances are that the Baltimore Ravens can sign DeAndre Hopkins? Or even sh- or if they even should? Uh, they absolutely should. Uh, I don't think they're going to get him. Uh, you know, they, and, and it came out that they weren't even really in on DeAndre Hopkins in terms of a trade. Uh, and now he's a free agent, you know, I think Buffalo, Kansas City, you know, the Jets, there's going to be a lot of teams kind of sniffing around, and I don't think that Baltimore is going to want to get into a bidding war. I think they'll look at their room and say, hey, we're good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they absolutely should. Um, and if, look, I, I, not even if they can make it happen. They can make it happen. They just need to make it happen. You, you can't let some – first of all, it's an advantage to us. It's more talent for us. You get DeAndre Hopkins. That's a surefire thing. He's mm-hmm. the short, He'll be the shortest thing on the roster. You know he can ball. You know he's one of the top wide receivers in the league. 
there's some question about Odell if he can come back, you know, fully from his injury. Obviously, there's questions about Zay Flowers. He's a rookie, right? Mm-hmm. There's some doubt there. Even Rashad Bateman, if he can live up to what we expect him to be, there's no doubt about DeAndre Hopkins. So that right there gives us an advantage. But also, you damn sure don't want him going to the Chiefs. Well, what are you thinking? Right, like you don't have Pat Mahomes out there blindfolded throwing just you know fifty yard bombs to to Hopkins, you know, like you, you like you don't you don't want that to happen. Uh, Josh Allen already has Stephon Diggs. You don't want DeAndre Hopkins on the other side, like especially if you're not going to spend that money on a number two corner, hmm. right? I Mike sending the answer. So no, get D Hop. That that helps your team out and. It eliminates a threat on that other side because both of those teams are in that conference. Both of those teams will be the teams that we have to go through in order to get to a Super Bowl in the playoffs. Thanks, thanks. And I know some people are going to say, don't be reactionary, take action and do what you should do. But no, and you're absolutely correct. Um, I know they said that the Odell, Odell Beckham deal actually kind of threw a kibosh in the Chiefs getting uh, DeAndre Hopkins because of the guaranteed money. Thank God we did that. But now they still have another opportunity to get him. And like you said, you don't want Stefan Diggs on one side, Hop on the other, and Gabriel Davis in the slot. And then you still got uh, Dawson Knox, and they just drafted Dalton Kincaid. Kincaid, yeah. Facts. Facts. And you know what you know what, <laughs> what uh, Pat Mahomes can do with any wide receivers. And you're giving him a guy that can go up over three people mm-hmm. and catch the ball. So, yes, just to stop them, I mean, listen – the AFC is really thick this year, and there are so many teams that have improved. If we're not, like you said, if we're not going to get that number two cornerback, go get him because we're going to need to outscore these other teams to make it. We don't know the health of these other wide receivers. We don't know what we're getting out of Nelson Aguilar, Bateman, I mean, Duvernay, whomever. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um, and another thing is the connection with the Cleveland Browns. So to segue to this, there has been talk about uh, Deshaun Watson. He has history with uh, Watson. I'm with uh, Hopkins. Mm -hmm. So I think Cleveland and a lot of a lot of Baltimore fans are sleeping on Cleveland. They think just because they're the old Cleveland Browns and they haven't done anything right over the past 50 years, they cannot get better. Listen, Deshaun Watson has another season under his belt to get right. Now you bring him a receiver that he's familiar with. To go along with Amari Cooper, uh, what's the kid Cedric Tillman that they drafted? Cedric Tillman, Elijah Moore, Elijah David Moore, David and, and Joku. Joku, and People you still Jones. have, and you still have Nick Chubb on that offense, and the defense is already awesome. They bought in Juan Thornhill at safety, oh, and, they baby, Zed- and they got and they got Zadarius Smith on the other side of Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same Cleveland Browns, man. Like that's what I'm trying to tell people, like. They they punted last year. They already knew that they were going to do anything last year because of what was going on with Deshaun Watson. They they really didn't expect him at any point during the season. They thought it was going to be a year long suspension, which is why they constructed his contract so he wasn't getting paid anything that first year of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the year where they expect him to get back into rhythm. He already has a good wide receiver in Mari Cooper, uh, and DeAndre Hopkins. It, it, it's not just that he's familiar with DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is that type of receiver that that gives you a wide margin of error, right? He he mm-hmm. can correct a lot of your mistakes. If you if you overthrow it, he can adjust, right? You underthrow it, he can adjust. You know, he makes I mean, he makes good catches. Like throw the ball and he's going to get it. If it's within his radius, he's going to come down with it. So, I mean, 
that's a that's a blanket right there that you know you don't want get, you don't want to give a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, um, who's in our division. Like yeah, like that's 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 a problem. Like we need to be aware of what other teams are doing to get better. Like we don't necessarily have to react to every team, but we have to understand that we can't just sit there and be, and be comfortable with what we have. We gotta look at the whole landscape and say, no, nah, we're not good enough yet. Let's get better. First, I want to say a lot of unnecessary Rocky Sin slander going on on the screen right now. <laughs> uh, second, the Carolina Panthers also have a connection to DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the wide receiver coach. He was DeAndre Hopkins' wide receiver coach, so maybe he's coming on down south. Uh, also, yeah, Raven C, I, I don't know that you can really be like, oh, Cleveland's not a winner, because if we want to go down that route, neither is, neither is Baltimore at this point, right? Based on, I mean, if you're saying historically, time. yeah, sure. But I mean, based off of what they've done, Baltimore's not a, a winning franchise either, right? Uh, neither are the Bills. So, well, what do we call I mean, a winning franchise? I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he's saying they're not winners. Uh, they the, might be loaded, but they're third in the AFC. Not, not if Deshaun Watson returns to form, they could very well win that division. Well, listen, no, he's he's right. They're not winners. They haven't won historically. You know, um, they, have, they haven't won anything. But you can't just look off of what they did in the past you have to always you have to look at the current landscape and you can sit there and say oh the browns are the browns you know like i was told b like you you don't win until you win right, right. and they're trying to win they i mean the deshaun watson move tells you that they're they are super aggressive they are super serious about winning now whether it works or not that remains to be seen but you can't just write them off and be like look at all that talent over there they're going to squatter they're not going to do anything with it can't do that you have well, to you have to take it seriously. Well, what I'm saying is like the Ravens aren't winners either, right? That was a completely different team that won the, won those Super Bowls. Completely yeah. different teams. Because if we want to just take history, the Browns have won a lot of championships. They but won ten, ten championships. But that's what I'm asking. Right. Like, what are we quantifying as winners? Because we have been in the playoffs a couple times, a few times. With mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, if that's yeah, the, the Browns were sure. in the playoffs recently too, and they and they beat the Steelers. Yeah. So they yeah. have about as many wins as we do in the playoffs. No, that's, that's, I mean that's what I'm, I'm asking. That, that's what, right, I'm not really. Right, I'm just asking. Like, oh no, no you got you. I'm just yeah. to the people in the chat that wanna that wanna dis, discount them. Like y'all keep sleeping and think t- that things don't go in waves. There are teams that are historically bad, and then they get on a wave, and they get some players, and they come out of that funk. And then there are teams that have been historically good, and they get into lulls. Y'all keep thinking that Deshaun Watson is going to play like he played last year, and expect this team to be the same way. Once I think once Cleveland and their head coach. They, I think they offensively are like opposite of the Baltimore Ravens. Once their head coach realizes that ground game is unstoppable, Nick Chubb is unstoppable. We couldn't stop him. Once he realizes that and stop trying to throw the ball all over the place, Cleveland is actually going to do something because they've been they've been good defensively for the last five, six years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, we need to stop sleeping on them. Facts. All right. Now we come up to Brodney's favorite favorite segment. What is that? What is that, Hendo? Your favorite segment, Haterade. <laughs> and this week's Haterade player, Haterade person of the week was going to be Brodney. I'm wow. not even gonna lie to you. Wow. I'm not even gonna lie to you. As wow. much as much slander as I've been getting from being vegan and my dishes this week, Brodney almost had that award award in his hand like it was all almost mailed out but then we had somebody else that's just hating a little bit harder 
and I'm gonna let y'all listen to what he had to say. Michael Jordan played before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots, and all of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. I mean, I can smell the lick on his breath in that in, the, in, the, in that video, right? What are you drinking, my man? Like, listen, we yes, we're, we're I was gonna bring this up on the show, but yeah, we like we've been having the LeBron MJ debate, which I hate. I hate it. Yes, All right, but Pippen, man, you're tripping. Like he was horrible. It's one thing if you if he said, listen, until Jordan got help. Myself, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Phil Jackson, you know, Horace mm-hmm. Grant, you know, uh, 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 Rodman later on, like he wasn't winning. That if right. he just stopped right there, and that would have been that have been a fact. That had been a fact. If you just if you just said, y'all y'all don't remember what it was like before Jordan got help, he wasn't winning anything. That <laughs> leave my player alone out here, Mikey. That be one thing. He was horrible. Right. He was never horrible. It was never horrible. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Look at, look at that when he came. Zero points. <laughs> I saw some green on assist, though. Where's the motivation stat, though? I mean, that, that, zero, that zero, all that says to me is unselfish. <laughs> Two assists? Your teammate, teammates got to knock them shots down, man. I guarantee you, he passed it more than twice. <laughs> what, what you want from him? Uh, no. <laughs> they, they, Scott, Scotty has been uh, Scotty has been going through some stuff, and people keep putting microphones in his face. And he keeps saying exactly what people want him to say, and I think it's unfortunate. Listen, uh, I, I'll say this. Um. If I'm in Sky Pippen's shoes, I'm not. I'm not big enough, Jordan either. I'm not going. But I'm not going. I'm not going to sound. I'm not going to sound like an idiot either. I'm not going to say he was trash. We know he's not trash, right? If I if I want to throw a little shade, like, listen, man, like, yeah, I thought MJ was 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 the goal at first, but looking at LeBron's whole body of work, uh, he was just better for longer. I'm I'm going with LeBron now, right? Leave it at that, and you know, say, hey, yeah, if you really want to, you know, if you just want bad mouth Jordan. You just say, hey, look, he was a great player. We all know he's a great player. He was a horrible teammate. He's a terrible friend. He's a horrible human being. Like, I mean, let's, let's be real. Put it out there because we all know where it stems from, right? Our His son is sleeping with your, with your ex-wife. Friends. You know, he, he, you know he, he, he might even be encouraging it, and you don't like <laughs> it. Just let, let that be that. We all know that's what it is. You don't have to, you don't have to make up stuff just because you're, you're mad at him. Thanks. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Listen, even in uh, the Last Dance documentary, Scott, I mean, Scott, listen, he may have harbored these feelings since he's got there. Because he said in the documentary, I came in thinking this was going to be my team. Seeing that all Jordan had accomplished before he even got there, he was just like, I thought I was better than him. Mm-hmm. But then I quickly realized when uh, Charles Oakley punched me in the face, I wasn't the guy. Right. You know what right. I mean? So. I, I understand that maybe animosity and sometimes, you know, when you are a top 50 player and all people talk about is your teammate and you're an afterthought, sometimes your ego is bruised and mm-hmm. you want to say certain things. And then your son is sleeping with my ex-wife. 
it hurts. Like it hurts my ego. But in his case, everybody was sleeping with his ex-wife. So I don't understand why he's upset. Like I but they weren't, but those weren't his friends, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it's like would would uh what's his Early name? Jordan either. Yeah, right. yeah. What's up? What's up? light skin on the oh all the smoke. Uh I forget his name now. Oh my god. Barnes? Yeah. Barnes, my Barnes, yeah. With, yeah. With, with Barnes, I hopped in his, his car and, and driven a couple hours to beat down some <laughs> random dude he didn't know. What a call call Becky with a good hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's different when it's yeah. when it's somebody you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, we just, I, I you know I'm I'm kind of disappointed with the Chicago Bulls. I kind of thought all this stuff was left with the Los Angeles Lakers. I thought that was stuff that they did. Derek Fisher in his shenanigans. We lead it out west. What, what are you talking about? You don't remember the San Antonio Spurs and how they got down? Mm. Every, every. Basketball players. Remember when Derek brought his act to New York? Basketball yeah, players. Wild, wild boys. <laughs> wild boys. <laughs> had, to, had, had to trade Tim Hardaway so he could steal his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Bruh. Yeah, that's why they don't give up. That's why, that's Yo, why y'all don't remember who was it? Jason Kidd and, and who who did he fight? Jimmy fight Jackson. With? Jimmy Jackson, it was over Tony Braxton, right? Mm -hmm. They said it wasn't, but yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't understand. Like, you are multi-millionaire, highly popular all over the world, and y'all fighting over the same girl? Man, go back and look at Tony Braxton back in the early 90s, boy. No. (laughs) She from the area. I know what Tony Braxton was, but I'm just saying, bro. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, look, you choose. Me or him. All right, cool. It's... Yeah, yeah, I it's not you. cool though. It's not. <laughs> that's, it's that's the thing. It's not cool at all. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, like you said, it's the, it's the ego. No, it, it, it's because, like you said, of all the women out here that you could get, why are you messing with the one I'm messing with? True. Right? Like that seems like it's personal. You know what I'm saying? Like you could you could bag another Tony Braxton lookalike. You know. You soon as you see me with Tony Braxton, now you want to get with Tony Braxton. Yeah, it seems like you, you know, you're hating a little bit. You know who did that? Reggie Bush. He got a Kim Kardashian lookalike. His mm. girl looks exactly like Kim Kardashian. There you go. But it's not Kim Kardashian, looks, is it? Not. Looks looks without the drama. So, well, I, I know it's not Kim Kardashian because you know he's not broken and on drugs. Um <laughs> facts. Those Kardashians destroy lives. Facts, 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 indeed, indeed. What's going on, Jasmine? How you doing? Hey, what's up, Jasmine? All right, so on this next seg- segment, um, I want to shout out my man. He uh signed up for the Howard County tier, which is the upper echelon tier. My neighborhood. Yes, yes, appreciate you, my brother. So for signing up for the Howard County tier, what we do is we do a creative spotlight. So check my man out. Welcome to Creative Spotlight. This is where we take YouTube content creators and highlight the work that they're doing. These are patrons of the channel who may be just starting out on their YouTube journey, and we want to give them a shout out and let other people know about their channel to help them grow. This week, the creator that we want to highlight is Brandon Bazell. Now, B Squared, whose channel goes by the same name, Brandon Bazell, is a newcomer to the YouTube game, but he is fearless when coming with that live stream content. Now, whether he's talking about relationship advice, getting married, or doing food reviews, my man is up here spitting that fight. Even though he may not have nailed down a certain thesis of his channel, he is going about it the right way. Putting out content weekly, 
giving the viewers what they want and there is no doubt his channel will grow so if you have not already make sure you go over to brandon Bosnell's channel like subscribe hit that notification bell leave a comment let's help these creators grow in this youtube community because regardless of what people think we all can win until next time y'all boy hey that's dope that's dope <laughs> salute to bazel i'm already subscribed so yes yes hit that subscribe <laughs> button shaheen is here what is up shaheen 205 a.m he's over it. are you in iran i think he's still i think he's in iran he tells us every time um Salute to you, man. Shaheen is a he's a he's a trooper. Indeed. He's a trooper, man. Hey, that's how you, that's that support. Yes. Two yes. or five a.m. I'm laying in bed thinking about content to create. That's because I don't have no else to do. No, I'm 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 deep sleeping by then. <laughs> but I appreciate you for stopping through, brother. Appreciate Indeed. you. Indeed. Oh man, we're over our 30 minute limit. But but we have one more topic to talk about. <laughs> I still gotta get ready for the show. Okay, I'm sorry. My last topic, okay, final, okay. final topic of the show. The Miami Heat defeated the Boston Celtics in game seven. Um, what do you guys what did you guys think about this game? Did you think that Miami was actually gonna put it out, pull it out after blowing a 3-0 lead? Yes. Yes. No, I, I, I didn't think so. so what? I, I didn't think it was gonna be a blowout like that. I didn't think they're all gonna stand around and look at Kayla Martin like, yo, who, that's your man? <laughs> yo, that, your man can shoot. He going to cool off, right? Nah, he just he just making those threes. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was gonna be like that, but mm. I I had the Heat winning. Yeah, I, I had Boston winning. I think it would have been a much much different game had Tatum not gotten hurt. Uh, but, you yeah. know, maybe they wouldn't have folded up. I, I it, once he injured his ankle, it was pretty much over. Yeah, they checked out. They checked yeah. out pretty early. Except Derek White. Derek White kept playing until he got hurt. Yeah. Yeah, because it was weird because they went up nine to three, nine nine four, and they had four straight possessions where they just didn't do anything. And I think with Jason Tatum getting hurt on the first play, spraining his ankle, that did kind of dictate it. But for me, I think Jalen Brown was the key to them losing this whole series. Yes. My man, my man went eight for twenty three. He was one for nine from three point land and had eight turnovers in this game. Every time Boston tried to mount a comeback. He would just dribble the ball and try to do a crossover. The ball is gone. For the series, he shot seven for 44 from three. Mm. So seven for 44. So where I would like to put a lot of blame on him, I'll have to blame the coach. Because even in the press conference, the coach was like, yeah, we just didn't hit enough threes. Well, when you start the game 0 for 12 from three-point land, 0 for 10 in the first quarter, now you have to kind of change your your game plan. You got to move to something else because the three ain't hitting for you. None of your people can shoot. So – you know, I just uh, I wanted to see history. I ain't gonna lie. I hate Boston, but I wanted to see history. I want to see history, but I wanted LeBron to do it. So when they got swept, I was like, yeah, never mind. Yep, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but Jalen Brown is still is still the uh, the MVP of this series because he's about to get a super max deal. You think Boston's gonna give him that two ninety five? Yes. What what what? Listen, they tried to trade him to Brooklyn. You know, I wanted Brooklyn to trade for him, mm-hmm. but um, that fell through. And I don't see any other takers. I mean, yes, I mean they can get some other offers out there, obviously. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, at this point, it, you're looking at a sign and trade, right? So right. It, what? It, I don't think they would get. I mean, they're not getting KD. The the, the deal was supposed to be for KD, right? So you, I mean, anything outside of that is going to be a worse worse trade. Um, 
yeah, man, your options are a worse trade or or, or sign them. I think they're gonna sign them. You don't think they should blow the same up? No, 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 no. They're still they're still young. He Jalen Brown's what twenty six, Tatum's twenty four. Run it. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, Brady. Run it back. I mean, interrupt you. No, no. I mean, like, I, I don't. I think they're gonna give him a super match just because. What else are they gonna do? Like, you're not gonna go from finals one year, conference finals the next year to we're rebuilding. Yeah, you know, right, I mean? yeah, running back. Well, especially with the with two young stars. You know what they need to do is get Al Horford up out of there, though. Uh, yeah, don't need time. to see don't need to see him on the court anymore. It's time. Kind of, kind of. Point, point his finger and give a stern warning to the Heat's three-point shooters. Uh, <laughs> Don't do it. Way, that's not the way you play defense. <laughs> so, I, I feel like it's time for him to go. Um, but, you know, they, they did have a lot of injury issues. They had some, you know, they, they, they went from Udoka to Missoula, uh, which may not have worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. And they're, they're about to lose three of their assistants to Udoka in Houston. Mm-hmm. So they, they do need to do some retooling on the coaching staff. Um, but you know, they have one of the best rosters in the league. It's about them kind of getting motivated and, uh, not standing around and watching their, their one and a half stars do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the same problem they have now is the same issues they had under Udoku and the same issues they had under Brad Stevens. That inconsistency has traveled from coach to coach. I think they're a little bit more consistent under uh, Udoka, right? Mm Uh, I mean, they you know they played a, a good, but damn good uh, Golden State team. You know, yeah, that's they all did. That yeah, they but, did. But but last year, I mean, uh, you know, I think that was the best they've looked. You know, with you know with this young squad, uh, they should have brought him back. I'm sorry, I, I don't care about that vice president's wife. I don't. True. <laughs> true. 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 All right, y'all got a show to do, so fellas, let's get up out of here. If y'all want to tell everybody where they can find you and what you got going on later today. That's yeah, good. uh, lunch break hot take. If you're not subscribed, go there and subscribe. In about 30 minutes or so, uh, we will be doing a live stream, the LBHT show, which happens every Wednesday night at 7 15 p.m. Eastern time, followed by the overtime show. And I'll give you guys a little preview of the overtime show. We're talking uh, a football player that's currently on trial, ex football player that's currently on trial, and menacing orcas that are mm. wreaking havoc. Okay. <laughs> And and there's a ringleader apparently. There's a ringleader. They 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 found a suspect. You want to know more about that? Go to lbhtshow.com or, or go to patreon.com/lbhtshow and sign up for it's here and you can uh, hear us talk about that on the overtime show. How's that? How's that? That's compelling, right? It is. Yeah. I want to I want to know. <laughs> Anything you want to add, Brody? No. I don't, no, I don't ever want to add to these things. You know this. <laughs> There's nothing else to add. Ring Kings Podcast. Check us out. Indeed. Best boxing do, podcast out there. Do you have something to add, Hendo? No, you have something that you add every show, Brodney. No, I was going to ask if maybe you had like a, an announcement to make, but you are correct. August 4th, uh, we are having the Roundup Meetup in Columbia, Maryland at Bus Boys and Poets. It's going to be free food. Free drinks, free music. There's going to be goodie bags. There's going to be prizes given away. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so definitely hit the eventbrite.com link and get your tickets uh, before they are sold out. Indeed. 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 Once again, I appreciate you gentlemen for hanging out with me for this 40-minute, supposedly 30-minute stream. We're going we're gonna to kind of knock down a, a schedule for the show. Once the season starts to pick up and there's constant news to go around, 
we're going to start getting some consistency because just with this channel, as like LBHT's channel, we are starting to change some things and it's going to be a little more structured. Y'all are going to know what to expect going forward. So there's that. And I appreciate y'all for hanging out with us. We out.